0: God is so good. I want you to turn with me to the book of John, chapter 8. And I promise I'll try not to keep you too long because I know your stomachs are growling. But I think the Word of God is too important to leave out of a service. The Word of the living God, you know, as uh, Deb was saying that I've been credentialed for 25 years, That kind of blindsided me. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I'm surprised she opened it. I get so much mail that half the time I don't ever even open it. Uh, But she opened it. And uh, it kind of reminded me of how long I have been doing this. Uh, Quite a while. But you know what? God has been faithful through all of it. And if anything, I've come to realize in the last year or so, it's just how much I need Him to give you the Word of God. Because I can't do it without sin. Amen. It takes the, the, the Holy Spirit to do it. John chapter 8, are you there? Yes. Yes. Verse 34 says, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free ye shall be free indeed. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you'll direct this part of the service as you have every part so far. Lord, I praise you. Teach us something today in Jesus' name. Amen. you probably noticed we live in a day <laughs> of bondage today. There are so many bondages in the world that it's it's very difficult to even keep up with them. It seems like people every day are struggling with things that we, as children, didn't struggle with. You know, when we were in school, well, I remember getting kicked out of school for writing on the bathroom wall. <coughs> Nowadays, I think they give you a flowery thing if, you, if that's all you've done that day, is wrote on the bathroom <coughs> wall. That, that's considered a good day for you. Uh, we have this a whole generation that is struggling with things that you and I didn't even have access to when we were kids. (laughs) Things that... You get on the internet and you accidentally type the wrong word. Wow, are you going to be surprised at what comes up. There are things happening around us that are holding people, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want you to know... That in Jesus Christ, there is freedom. Yes. There is freedom in Jesus. 20 million Americans, age 12 and older, use illicit drugs in the last 30 days. 20 million Americans. Drug use is on the rise in this country, and 23.5 million Americans are addicted to alcohol and drugs. The approximate, uh, that's approximately 1 in every 10 Americans over the age of 12. Roughly equal to the entire population of Texas. About 43.8 million adults currently <coughs> smoke cigarettes. 193 billion dollars are spent in the United States for illicit drugs. 193 more billion dollars are spent on tobacco. 235 billion dollars for alcohol. Cigarette smoking results in more than 443,000 premature deaths in the United States each, each year. And you can go on and on with statistics. And what are we talking about? We're talking about bondages. We're talking about things that hold us. The word here says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Have you ever thought about that word indeed? What does that mean? Now we have people... You talk to most of these people that are addicted to something. It can be alcohol, cigarettes, sex, pornography. It, you can go down the list. There are more things you can get bound to nowadays than you can shake your stick at. You ask them and they will tell you they're free. You ever had a conversation with these people? I don't I don't want to be a Christian because of all those do's and don'ts. I don't get to do anything. I want to be free. What do you want to be free to do? Well, I want to be able to, I want to be free to drink and I want to be free to party and I want to be free to do all these things. Have you ever noticed a party person that was free? I've never known one. Let me tell you what freedom is freedom is waking up in the morning and being able to say, Praise the Lord for a beautiful day. Thank you, Jesus Christ. I don't need a cigarette right now. I don't need a beer. I don't need to get on the internet and look at something I shouldn't look at. I don't have to do anything. That's what freedom is. Amen. When you get up in the morning and you have to have that cigarette, you're bound. Yes. Why are you picking on cigarettes, preacher? Well, I'm just making a point. And it can be anything. It can be food. That's right. Know anybody that's addicted to food? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Addictions can come in a lot of shapes and sizes, but we wrestle with it. it is a, it's a, a life that we live in today, and there's bondages. There's game addictions nowadays that are crazy. There's so many. Anything that holds you. Right. Now you ask an alcoholic, and he's not an alcoholic. I can stop anytime I want. Yeah. Isn't that what they all say? If you want, if you want to know somebody's an alcoholic, ask them if they can quit. And they'll say, sure I can, anytime I want. Then you know they're an alcoholic. Because they may not know it, but you know they can't quit. That's a bondage. Anything you have to have. I've got to do this. Or I can't get through. I have to have it. Like coffee. Oh, God help us. And I like, I can quit my coffee anytime, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, there are things all around us that hold us and bind us and, and, and keep us restricted. They force us. We are forced, to, and if you're forced to do it, you are bound. But Jesus says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That indeed means you're really, honestly, purely, absolutely, unrevocably un- 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 Free. There's nothing you have to do. Amen. Yes. Paul said so many things that help us about freedom. He talks about being free in so many different ways. Paul, have you thought about this guy? Paul, free? (laughs) When you think about Paul, you have to wonder, how can this man claim to be free? How many times was he thrown in prison? He was beaten with rods, what, five times? Uh, He was whipped. Uh, 39 times, what, four or five times, he was shipwrecked, he was bit by a snake, which incidentally to me is worse than all the rest. I don't like snakes. Uh, You know, you can go down the list of what Paul dealt with, and he's talking about freedom? This man was left for dead, he had to escape out of windows, he preached so bad people fell out of windows. (laughs) (laughs) But how can a guy like that talk about being free? It doesn't even make sense. If anybody was bound, it was the Apostle Paul. And when you talk about being in prison, Paul wasn't talking about United States of America in 2014 where you go to prison and you have big screen TVs with HBO and, and Cinemax and everything on it, and you have weight benches and you have uh, libraries and you have university classes and you have you know, all the stuff that you and I can't afford. That, he's not talking about prison like that. Well, Paul's talking about when he went to prison, and I was reading about their prisons one time, and, and 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 it was it was disturbing. And so often they were three and a half feet tall. You could never stand up. You had to hunch down or crawl through the place. But they never took the dead bodies out. The bo- people would die, and the bodies would stay in that nasty, disgusting place. There were no bathrooms. There was no kind of sanitation or way to clean up. And that's where you lived. That was prison when you, Paul's talking about it. But what did Paul do when he went to prison? Great. It says they prayed and they sang praises unto the Lord and they glorified God. Yes, Amen. that's freedom. Well, how can you be free in prison? Let me tell you how you can be free in prison. Because the devil can only do so much. He can kill this old body, and the Bible tells us: fear, no fear, the one that can kill your body is a. Fear the one who can kill your soul in hell we don't have to be bound because I don't have to do anything but I have to realize I real I do realize that Jesus did something amazing and tremendous for me because he died on a cross for my sins that's not I don't have to praise Jesus when I get up in the morning I want to praise Jesus when I get up in the that's morning right I don't have to say, thank you, Lord, praise you, hallelujah. I want to give glory and praise unto my Jesus, my King, because of what he has done for me. I'm not forced to do it. Paul says, in one place, that I am a servant. I am a, a slave, in a sense, to Jesus Christ. Well, wait a minute, right there, he's saying he's not free, right? Oh, you have to understand the story. Paul's saying he is a slave by choice. I want to be a slave to Jesus Christ. I want to be bound by Him in a sense. I want to. Paul says all things are legal for you, but not all things are expedient. What does that mean? You can do whatever you want to. what it means. You can do anything you want to. Now, you tell your child that. Kid, you can do anything you want to. Good luck with that. Have fun with that. But what will quickly happen is that child will learn that there are serious consequences for what he does. When he gets out of the world, Paul said, you can do whatever you want to. We are not bound by a law anymore. Because Paul tells us that that law was incomplete. It wasn't good enough. That law couldn't save you. So these people, they, they lived the letter of the law. They lived it every day. Every breath was striving to live the letter of a law. They memorized that law. And they lived it continuously. And then they sacrificed bulls and, and lambs for their sin, but that, the, the, that law was not complete enough. It wasn't good enough to save their souls. It took the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the true Lamb of God, the true spotless Lamb, to redeem them and set them free and set them in heaven. So Paul's saying, you're not under that law anymore. You are not saved by the law. You cannot be saved by the law because it's incomplete. But you are saved by Jesus Christ. And when you are saved, when you are when you truly surrender your life to Jesus Christ, it's not that He says you have to do these things. You want to do these things. Yeah. Because of what He's done for you. Now we know now let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 real quick. And while you're going there I'm going to Give you something that's very important out of Galatians 5. It says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. This is what happens. We come to this point in our life where we realize we're sinners. This is this is salvation. (laughs) <laughs> salvation is not coming to church and finding out that God's going to open his, his, his big toy box and give you everything you want and say wow I want some of those toys so I'm going to become a Christian that's not salvation salvation is when you realize that you are a vile, wretched, disgusting, putrid sinner are you calling me names? yes who abound for an eternity in a burning, tormentous hell, except you come in contact with the Lord of glory, the King, the salvation of all the earth, Jesus Christ, who shed His blood on a cross. And you realize that there's no way to get away from that sin. There's no way to, to be free of that sin outside of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's salvation. Salvation is when you realize that you are lost as a sinner but there's a way to not be bound for hell and that is through Jesus Christ that is what salvation is I, I worry about that and I drill that into my people all the time over and over they're probably sick of hearing it. I want to tell them it's not about what you're going to get out of this deal If you go to church and the preacher's telling you, oh, if you want to have a better life and you want to be happier and you want to be joyful and you want to have your marriage put back together and you want your kids to behave and you want your car to quit breaking down and you want all that, just come to Jesus and it'll all be all right. You need to get up and walk out the door. Because He just preached heresy to you. That's not what salvation is. If you're expecting to get something out of the deal other than just being saved, really, that's it. That's what we get out of the deal. Now, does God bless His people? You better believe it. Yes. Will He put a marriage back together? He sure will. Yes. Will He save your kids? He absolutely will. But if you're going for that reason, what does the Lord say? Seek ye first yes. the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all those things, okay. all those other things, okay. shall be added unto you. Yes. This is about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 it says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death did you know you are under the law if you're not saved <laughs> if you're not saved you're under the law if you're saved you're not under the law Amen. There is a law of sin and death that you are under if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. And then it says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? And then it goes on to say who walked not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Oh no! Oh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. It was wonderful till that point. I did all this stuff. God saves me. He sets me free. He redeemed me. Praise the Lord. But right there, He did something. He threw a condition in. Oh, there's a condition. Did you know there's conditions in Christianity? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I shall hear from heaven and, re- and forgive their sin and heal their land. There's always a hint, if, and then. If, see, he throws a condition here. He says that you have to, to be one who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We have a problem in Christianity today. Because churches are trying to take that dividing point out. They're trying to take that condition out. You should be able to do whatever you want, live however you want, act however you want, and still claim to be a Christian. David Wilkerson said it really great one time. He said, nowadays all you have to do is walk by a church and they call you a Christian. That's pretty much all it is. Just walk by a church, you're a Christian. We've got people claiming all over the place to be Christians. And I often say, you know, some fella in Moscow, Russia can walk out on his porch and say, I'm an American. Is he an American? No. No. Thank you. (laughs) Saying you're a Christian isn't good enough, folks. There's a lot of people saying they're Christians. It takes more than just saying, I'm a Christian. Because he put a a condition on here. He says you have to walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That Spirit man must be alive in you. He goes on to verse 5. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Oh, now he's telling me how to tell whether I'm saved or not. Oh, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded... Is death to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God, and that it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So, they then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh man, why did you throw that in there, God? You mean I can't do everything I want to do all the time, every day of my life, and, and think I'm okay with Jesus? That's what it's saying right there. <laughs> find anything in God's Word that says that I can live however I want to and still claim to be Christian. What did Paul say? I die daily. I die daily. This man has to die. He has to be God. It says at the end of that now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, mm, here's a hard one, he is none of his. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't even belong to Him. You do not belong to him. Right. Let me tell you something about a love relationship. A love relationship will change you. Amen. Now we all heard, and there's truth to this. Don't go marrying somebody and think you're going to change them. Yes. You will have a bad day. <laughs> there's looks on people's faces like, I've tried that before. <laughs> you marry somebody thinking you're gonna change them or fix them, it ain't gonna happen tell you something, when you're in love with somebody, they will change you. They will change you. You will change things in your life. If you're looking, if if you're not married, and you're looking to be married, and you find a woman or a man, preferably the right one uh, in that, uh, go ahead and don't change anything. And see how things work out for you. You know, I grew up in a bachelor pad. Dad and my stepmom divorced when I was I think, something like that. And from then until I was 17 and joined the military, it was just the two of us. (laughs) Occasional girlfriend came, didn't last long, went away, because dad wouldn't change anything. And uh, it was a bachelor pad. I mean, that was was a bachelor pad. You could tell, you walk in there, there was no estrogen in that house. None. (laughs) It was an estrogen-free zone. (laughs) You knew that. But let me tell you, when I met this gorgeous lady over here, immediately things started to change in me. Funny how I talked a little different. I walked a little different. I acted a little different. I turned the toilet paper around on the roll to make her happy. (laughs) I started squeezing the toothpaste at the end. All those things that were vitally important, she changed me. Some things changed in me. See, we've had a generation of people today that say, I'm a Christian, but I'm not changing nothing. I will still live and act and do just exactly what I want to do. You know what that's called? Carnally thinking. What does it say here? You do not know God. Amen. Why are these being so hard today, preacher? I'm just giving you the Word of God. I'm just giving you what God told me to give you. We We have to realize that To be a genuine child of God, this man dies. He dies. Verse 10 of that says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren... We are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. But if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. What does he say there? The old man dies. Anybody ever see anybody get baptized? Do you even know what it means? I hope you do. I'm sure everybody does. That means here's the old man. The guy that you lived your whole life until the day that you gave your heart and life to Jesus Christ. And then what happened to him? He died. Was buried. Put under the water. He's gone. He's history. That man does not exist anymore. And then what happens? A new man comes back up out of the water. Yes. You mean somebody changes physically and under the water? No, it's representation of it. It's showing what happens. You're signifying to everybody around, I died. That guy's gone. He's dead. He's buried. He is a, who is in Christ is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. If you're still living the old way, you might not know Jesus. If the old stuff is still attractive to you, there might be a spiritual problem in here. He's trying to tell us here there are conditions to Christianity. There are conditions for knowing God. And we don't like that nowadays. You know, nowadays it's a big thing that it's all Jesus. He does it all. You have no part in the whole thing. He just does it all. Let me tell you something. You do some of it too. He he places some of it on you. What does it say? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I knock. And then he says, you have to, what? Open the door. That's an active thing. You have to do something there. You have to open the door. We can live free of bondage. But we can only live free from bondage through the blood of Jesus Christ. You can try your best. If you're an alcoholic, you can try your best to not be an alcoholic. And you might quit being an alcoholic. They say you'll never stop. You might quit drinking. You might quit drinking, but you know what happens? That old spirit that had you in alcoholism, he just moves into something else. You'll be bound somewhere else. Yes. I mean, that bondage doesn't go away. It just changes form. You know, I I smoked for 30 years and I quit smoking. That's all right. That bondage is still there. It's just manifested in a different place. You're still bound. Let me tell you something. Let me take you back. Freedom is when you wake up in the morning and you say, I don't have to do anything. Oh, you might have to go to the bathroom. But outside of that, I don't have to do anything. I am not forced by this flesh to participate the something that will destroy this man. Amen. That's freedom. Amen. When my wife and I were first married, I always had animals growing up. And so when I first got married, I had a parakeet. <laughs> And we, we, I wanted a parakeet, so we went and got one. We got that parakeet. Not, you know, when when I was a kid, we always had hamsters, gerbils running around the house, parakeets flying around the house. Tell you, it was a, it was a man house. That's what it was. We didn't, we didn't care. And so, the parakeets always flew. Well, we got this parakeet. That stupid thing would not come out of the cage. I opened the door. I was like, "Fly, you stupid thing! Fly! You got the whole house! Fly!" He'd sit there on the perch. So I finally grabbed it. And I held it up and it flew right back to the cage. <laughs> you stupid little bird. I picked it up and I went around the corner, went in the other room, went out, went around the corner, right back into the cage. <laughs> they liked not like that cage. It was a comfort zone. You know that sin sometimes becomes a comfort zone? You ever met an angry person? They don't know how to not be angry because it's comfortable to them. Yes, amen. It is a comfort zone. It feels weird to them to not be mad. Yes. So they'll find a reason to be mad. And you can go down the list. jealous, A jealous person's is comfort jeal- comforted in jealousy. Uh, alcoholic, drug addict. You go down the list. But you know, you back up a little bit. And I'm really trying to close. I'm just wound up and having fun today. <laughs> you go back to somebody taking 16 years old and you say, hey, what do you want to do with your life? And they, you know, well, I want to I finish school. I want to go to college. I want to become a veterinarian, you know, have a family, have kids. And I was also, like, wanting to be a meth addict. It's not going to happen. You go back to somebody, uh, what do you want to do? I, I just really wanted to become an alcoholic, you know. It was kind of my dream as a child. I, 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 of course not. I mean, you're not going to have that conversation with somebody. A bondage is one of those things that comes on you when you don't want it. And you can't get free of it. It holds you. It grips your soul and it controls your life. Everything that you do is about that bondage. Everything that you do is channeled through that bondage. Because it holds your life. As I said, an angry person, oh my goodness, they'll drive you crazy. Because I don't care what you do. They're going to get mad. Yeah. I have a particular family member. I don't care what happens. If you walked up to him with, a, with an envelope full of money, $5 million, and handed it to him, say, here, brother, just take all this money. He would say, are you coming at dinner time? Really? Yeah, he would be mad. Somehow he would be mad. That's what an angry person does. Or a bitter person. Or a jealous person. Or you can go down the list. It's a bondage that holds their life. I want to tell you today, church, you can be free. Is it possible for a Christian to be bound? Oh, let's go back to that again. Galatians chapter 5, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. What does that mean? Stand solid, don't move off the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Christians. Amen. Christians get bound, folks. Christians get bound. Jesus Christ set you free when he saved you, and Jesus Christ might have to set you free again after you're saved. Amen. But Jesus Christ will set you free. Oh, you're talking all that crazy deliverance stuff. Well, let me tell you something. I believe in deliverance. <laughs> I believe in the work of the Holy Spirit, and I believe that Jesus Christ sets us free, and that's what the Word says. The Son sets free; is free indeed. Amen. The truth shall make you free. The Holy Spirit will free you. I'm going to pray, and then Rescue is going to come back and sing again. And as we do that, I want you, as Scripture says, to examine yourself. Scripture tells us to examine ourselves. Think about what happens when you get up in the morning, when you're heading out, out the door to work. Oh, it can be a million things. It can be in the way you dress. It can be in the way you put on your makeup. It can be the, the thing that you pop the TV onto. Bondages can come in all kinds of things. I want us all to be in the point where we don't have to do anything when we get up. But we praise God and give Him worship and live holy lives because we want to. That's what freedom is. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you and we come asking you to be honest with us. Lord, you can see you know things in me that I don't know. Lord, you know where I'm at far better than I know where I'm at, Lord. I ask that You will do an examining work within each one of us as we examine ourselves. Lord, we don't want to be bound. We want to be free. And free is when we are serving You with our whole heart. That's the only way to truly be free. I pray, Lord. I pray, Father, that You will examine us and let us be free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise You, Jesus. Did the church stand together? As they've seen, if you need prayer for anything, I want you to get prayer today. We're an old-fashioned church. We don't think there's anything wrong people come to the altar and pray.